Please be seated. We began this Mass with the lighting of the Easter Vigil fire. And I just want to repeat the prayer that Father Patrick prayed because it's a powerful prayer and a great way to start this homily. O God, who through your Son bestowed upon the faithful the fire of your glory, sanctify this new fire, we pray, and grant that by these Paschal celebrations we may be so inflamed with heavenly desires that with minds made pure we may attain festivities of unending splendor through Christ our Lord. Amen. As we listened to the word of God tonight, I couldn't help but be filled with God's desire to give us life. When you hear that first reading from Genesis, it's clear. God wanted to create the universe. He wanted to give it order. And as the crowning jewel of creation, he created man and woman. And he created everything else for us. So he wanted to give us life and he wanted to provide for us. God is a provider. Can you all say that? God is a provider. He loves to provide. He loves to be a father, a good, good father. And what we're celebrating tonight is that life that he won for us by rising from the dead. What a paradox. What a great paradox. How unlikely a story that God, the creator of the universe, would offer his son as a sacrifice so that we, his creatures, could have life. It really blows your mind when you think about it, when you reflect on it. And when you let the Holy Spirit fill your mind and your heart with his presence, with his power, his glory. So because of sin, which we were meditating on yesterday, especially Good Friday, and the effects of sin, namely death, God had to save us. And as we heard that second reading tonight about Moses leading the Israelites out of Egypt through the Red Sea, that was another thing that was so clear. So palpable. God wants to save his people. He wants to deliver them. He wants to deliver you. He wants to deliver me from the effects of sin in our lives. We've all experienced, unfortunately, the effects of sin. Our own sin, but the sin of other people too. So we've been wounded. We've wounded ourselves And so God wants to heal. He wants to save. He wants to deliver. Jesus, his very name, means that he will save us. So that's the other thing that we have to, I think, be aware of. These desires of God, we prayed 
for those heavenly desires. That's what we were praying for. Well, the readings communicate to us these desires of God to give life in place of death. And then to give truth and goodness and beauty instead of the lies. Because it was the ancient serpent himself who tricked our first parents. Who sowed seeds of doubt in their minds and in their hearts. Until they gave in. And they disobeyed God. They distrusted God. Their father. And we're all guilty too. But God was not going to let the ancient serpent have the last word. And that's the awesome power of the cross. Evil doesn't have the last word. Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI would say that there's a limit to evil, and it's the cross. And so God takes death, and what does he do? He turns it on its head. He turns it upside down. And by dying himself... He destroys death. And by rising from the dead tonight, he gives us this new life. Because he doesn't just put the pieces back together. It's not like God took super glue and put the pieces back together after we were broken. No, it's an actually better life. It's a new life. It's his life, his divine life. That he pours out. That he wants to give us. And we're going to celebrate that tonight with a baptism and confirmations. The Eucharist. Christianity is a religion of grace, brothers and sisters. And what is grace? His power and presence. Which he longs to give us. And through that, he gives us that truth, goodness, and beauty which the ancient serpent, the devil, was jealous of. So he tries to take that away. He tries to lie to us. He tries to distort the image of God and the image of ourselves. But God comes to restore that distorted image. And he goes even farther. As we sang tonight so beautifully, Deacon Aaron, thank you, and the exalted. Oh, happy fault. Oh, necessary sin of Adam that won for us so great a redeemer. So again, God can take what looks like an absolute disaster, turn it on its head, and make it something glorious. That's mercy. That is divine mercy. Here was one of those phrases from the exalted that I wanted to highlight. Rejoice. Let Mother Church also rejoice. Arrayed with the lightning of his glory. Let this glory, sorry, let this holy building shake with joy, filled with the mighty voices of the peoples. That's what God wants to give us his joy, his spirit, his life, his love, his light. That's what God wants to give us all the time. He doesn't hold anything back. 
By going to the cross, he showed to what length he was willing to go to save us from the depths of sin, the horror, the tragedy of it all. He was willing to go there. He was willing to die for you because he couldn't imagine living without you. So he wants you. He has a purpose for all of you. When you were baptized, you received a mission. Not just an identity, but a mission. Because our identity is in Christ. Amen? Amen. And with that, we all have a divine purpose. He wanted you to be. He wanted you to exist. He wanted you to live. He wanted you to thrive, not just survive. He wants us all to thrive. He said, I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. And tonight he won that for us. That's why this night for us Christians is unlike any other night. This is our great victory tonight. The resurrection is the miracle of miracles. Without it, St. Paul says, our faith is in vain. This, this night is the source of our hope. Jesus Christ, our living hope. Again, one last phrase from the Exaltet. Our birth would have been no gain had we not been redeemed. O wonder of your humble care for us. O love, O charity beyond all telling. To ransom a slave, you gave away your son. Wow. I had a woman at a Bible study at her house the other day who asked that question. Why, why did God have to have his son die? It, it really does blow your mind. But he wanted not just to suffer for us, brothers and sisters, but he wanted to suffer with us. That's the literal meaning of compassion, is to suffer with. So that none of us could say, you don't know what I'm going through. Because he does. And it's not that he couldn't have done it some other way, but he wanted to show us again how far he was willing to go. To love us even when we all feel unlovable. Isn't that exactly where we all want to be met and loved? Is when we feel unlovable? Amen? <laughs> and so he gives us glory for shame. Because we all experience that. Whenever we have sinned or whenever people sin against us, we feel that shame of sin. Where we feel like, ooh, I'm not good. But God takes that away. The accuser, the devil, Satan, tries to rub it in your face and he wags his finger in your face. God never does that. I like to say that to people in confession. <laughs> God never wags his finger in your face and says, shame on you. God never does that. On the contrary, he says, look at me. Let me remind you of your dignity. Let me restore your dignity. And let me give you glory for shame. Give me your sin. I'll take that. Thank you very much. 
And in exchange for that shame and that guilt, let me give you glory. Wow. That's the kind of God we have. That's the kind of Savior we have. So not only does he forgive us, but he says, come follow me. We've got a couple seminarians here, right? Come follow me. Walk with me. Let me show you how to love. Let me show you how to live. So tonight, let your prayer be one of, of, of great interest. And, and, and may you be captivated. That would be a great grace for all of us to pray for here tonight. Holy Spirit, may we all be captivated by the risen Lord Jesus, by his beauty, by his glory, and help us to receive all that you want to give us here tonight and each and every day of our lives so that we can walk with you in this newness of life. So I'm going to close with a rap that I wrote years ago. (laughs) I wasn't planning this, but it came to me as I was here, you know. So I grew up with 80s rap, so you'll have to, you know, forgive me. But I think this crowd will appreciate it. Dear Lord, please help me because I'm trying to see the good that you created in me. I want to be myself and I want to do good. I want to be free and live as I should. (laughs) It's not easy being here and following you because I'm caught between the crowd and the chosen few. So I ask you, Lord, to knock down my walls and to pick me up after all my falls. Let me walk with you each and every day so you can be my light on the narrow way. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this epic night because now I see myself in a new light. Amen.